Okay, back same place, same time next week. See ya. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The top stories. New legislation being tabled this week will impose tougher penalties for bosses who breach occupational safety laws. The government says almost 90% of Hong Kongers have now been double-jabbed for the coronavirus. And the financial secretary says the latest unemployment figures don't reflect recent improvements in the SAR economy. The government says it's toughening penalties for employers who breach occupational safety laws. It's tabling a bill this week that would double the maximum fines. Damon Pang has more. Writing on his official blog, Labour Minister Law Chi Kuang said it's been more than two decades since the laws were last overhauled. He said the existing penalties don't offer a sufficient deterrent to prevent industrial accidents. He said over the past decade, there were about 20 fatalities a year, adding that some employers were repeat offenders. Mr Law said that in cases of extreme violations, the government proposes to raise the maximum penalty to $10 million. But he said prosecutions would only be triggered when there had been willful or reckless neglect leading to death or serious injury. He also said the law would state that in sentencing, the courts must consider a company's financial situation and business volume. The government says almost 90% of Hong Kongers have now been double-jabbed for the coronavirus. The announcement comes less than two weeks ahead ahead before it expands the scope of the vaccine pass. Tom McAllendon has more. Writing on his blog, Civil Service Minister Patrick Nip, who's in charge of the vaccination drive, said more than half of the population have also received a booster. Mr Nip also said a scheme vaccinating people at their homes will enter its second phase this week. The government's been pushing for more people to get jabbed. From May the 31st, people over 12 will have to be triple jabbed to enter venues such as restaurants, supermarkets and shopping malls. This weekend, health officials also said that people making non-emergency visits to hospital authority facilities would have to use the vaccine pass from June the 13th. They said the arrangements intended to protect users of the healthcare services and encourage more people to get jabbed. Financial Secretary Paul Chan has again urged the public not to be too pessimistic, despite disappointing unemployment figures last week. Writing on his blog, Mr. Chan says 5.4% jobless rate doesn't reflect an improvement in the economic activities that he'd noticed when dining out recently. He says restaurant staff told him that business is much better. The official warned that pessimism may lead to missed opportunities as the economy improves. Police are investigating the cause of a crash in Changsha Wan overnight that left the driver of a double-decker bus dead. The bus collided with a single-decker tourist coach at around midnight on Lipo Road, leaving the 43-year-old driver trapped. Firefighters were able to release him, but he was unconscious and later confirmed dead at Princess Margaret Hospital. The driver of the single-decker, age 51, suffered bruising to his hands and feet. The mainland has reported another 824 domestic COVID-19 cases. The majority are in Shanghai, which has 622 new infections and three deaths. The financial hub reopened four metro lines and almost 300 bus routes today. And city health official Zhao Dandan says a phased reduction in anti-epidemic measures is planned. The first phase runs until May the 31st. As the number of new COVID infections continues to drop, the lockdown zones and control zones will be reduced. The city will be split into different zones according to epidemic risk in the second phase. If the area contains no lockdown zones and controlled zones, it can be regarded as low risk and the precautionary measures will be lifted. 
North Korea's state media say COVID-19 cases in the country have stabilized, dropping to below 200,000 for the first time in the 10 days since their coronavirus outbreak began. The official death toll in North Korea currently stands at 67. But given the country's lack of testing or treatment facilities, experts say it is difficult to independently assess the scale of the crisis. President Biden has signed a bill intended to expand access to powdered baby milk for low-income families as the U.S. continues to face a nationwide shortage of infant formula. The legislation will loosen the provisions of the government's nutrition program so that those in receipt of benefits can exchange their vouchers for whatever baby milk is available in their state, rather than being restricted to a single manufacturer. And the weather, mainly cloudy with a few showers and moderate to fresh easterly winds, occasionally strong offshore. The outlook, a few showers in the next few days. Temperature right now is 25 degrees Celsius. Relative humidity is 81%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Turning overseas, the Australian labor leader... Anthony Albanese has promised to take the country in a new direction after his party won the most seats in yesterday's election. In a victory speech, Mr. Albanese also signaled a major shift in climate change policy, saying Australia could become a renewable energy superpower. Labour was not the only one to make gains, as the BBC's Shaima Khalil reports. One of the big stories to come out of this election, um, not only is Labour's win, but also the success of the female independent candidates. They were able to defeat um, government MPs in traditionally safe government seats here in Sydney and in Melbourne. And in a country where politics is seen as such a toxic environment for women, their presence and their performance is hugely significant. Sports now in the second Grand Slam tournament of the tennis season begins in Paris later today. Rafael Nadal is hoping to win a 14th French Open title, but has a long-term foot problem. While Poland's number one, Iga Swiatek enters the tournament having won her last 28 matches. From Roland Garros, the BBC's Russell Fuller. There was a 9pm COVID curfew and a 5,000 spectator limit in place for the majority of last year's championships. But in Paris this year, there is finally a sense of normality. Unlike at Wimbledon next month, Russian and Belarusian players are welcome, but must play under a neutral flag. The 19-year-old Spanish star, Carlos Alcaraz, who has won four titles already this year and beat both Rafa Nadal and Novak Djokovic in Madrid earlier this month, plays on the opening day, along with Tunisia's Ons Jabeur, who recently became the first African player to win one of the premier events on the women's WTA Tour. It's set to be a tense final day of the English Premier League season. Manchester City will win their fourth title in five years if they beat Aston Villa at the Etihad Stadium. If they don't, Liverpool have the chance to win the title with victory over Wolves at Anfield and take another step toward an unprecedented quadruple. With Real Madrid waiting in the Champions League final next Saturday in Paris, Reds boss Jurgen Klopp says it doesn't get any better. I'm lucky enough to have a few exciting times. I asked my missus and she would tell me why always until the last match day, because that happens incredibly often. Two games to go, it's unbelievable. It, it feels like five minutes ago it was seven games, but now really two finals. It's massive. It's absolutely massive. And yes, it is the most exciting time of my career. Tottenham are favourites to take the last Champions League qualification spot ahead of Arsenal. Spurs face Norwich knowing a point will secure for fourth. Arsenal host Everton needing a favour from the Canaries and three points of their own to leapfrog their North London rivals. 
And at the bottom, one of Leeds United or Burnley will be relegated. Leeds need to better Burnley's result. If the Clarets beat Newcastle at Turf Moor, they stay up. It leads drop into the championship. Lyon beat Barcelona 3-1 to to win the Women's Champions League title. The BBC's Maz Faruqi reports from the Juventus Stadium. So it's an eighth European title for Lyon, who underlined pretty early on in this final here at the stadium in Turin that they are the ones still to match in the women's game in Europe and perhaps indeed in the world game. Barcelona showed naivety at times, particularly in defence. And it isn't the result that those perhaps who want the women's game to have more and more teams competing at the very top level would have wanted. But Lyon are champions of Europe again and they have the chance to add the French league title as well next weekend. Chilean Mito Pereira will take a three-shot lead into the final round of the second major of the year, the U.S. PGA Championship. The BBC's Ian Carter reports from the Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's an extraordinary leaderboard with none of the top four players having won on the PGA Tour and no major winner within six shots of the lead. It's a marvellous opportunity for Matt Fitzpatrick to secure his first major title. The 28-year-old Englishman, after a superb 67, will be in the final group at six under par, three shots behind Mito Pereira, the world number 100, playing only his second major. Of the season campaigners, Justin Thomas, Bubba Watson and Stuart Sink are seven behind, sharing seventh place, while a frustrated Rory McIlroy is nine off the pace after a disappointing 74. Meanwhile, Tiger Woods had to withdraw from the PGA Championship as he struggled with injuries from last year's car accident. He was clearly limping as he ended the day in last place. And to end the news, our top stories once again. New legislation being tabled this week. Harsher penalties for bosses who breach occupational safety laws. The government says almost 90% of Hong Kongers have been double jabbed. And the financial secretary says don't be pessimistic about the economy. That's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to enter this thing called life. Electric word, life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you. There's something else. The afterworld. A world of never-ending happiness. You can always see the sun. Day or night. So when you call up that shrink in Beverly Hills, you know the one that's everything beyond.